Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. And at this time, every Friday, we've Ask Me Anything. Where you guys, the listeners, ask our guests a variety of different questions and we bring people in who maybe have sort of unusual occupations or maybe they've had a weird or a wonderful experience. The number is 087-1400-106. You can send in your voice notes or WhatsApp message. Today, my guest is Jared Ryan from Limerick, who spent a number of months back in 2017 working and living in Antarctica. Jared, good afternoon. How are you? Good. Good Listen, thanks for, for coming into us. You might just explain to people though, first of all, how how did it come about that you went there? I just I just seen a job posting online. I'd seen a job posting online and uh I just applied for it. It was actually for the British Antarctic Survey. And uh I got the job. I didn't realise I was just firing it out just for the crack. Yeah. And I got the call. A job doing what? Moving, it was a ice station rescue. They had to move, uh, they had to move an ice station uh, across the ice sheet because there was a crack in it. So okay. They, they needed labour to go down there to move it. Yeah. So you were there in like construction, construction labouring. That's your background. Yeah, is yeah. It? yeah. I'm a plumber and pipe fitter by trade. Okay. So you you got the job, applied for it, applied and the for rest the job, is history. Got the job, and the rest is history. Yeah. You got four or five months down there. Loads of questions coming in from listeners about your experience, and, and I think it's even just the idea of living somewhere that's so isolated and living it's, somewhere obscure. It's nice in a way, especially nowadays. You can't get away from technology, yeah, phones, internet. It's we're surrounded by it. Like I probably do a prison sentence after it, handy enough from being four or five months down there with no really? communication. Yeah. yeah, but it was nice. It was just the isolation. Is is that? The only thing my phone was good for was the camera. That's the only use it has done now. Taking photographs. Yeah. Christopher has sent in this question for you, Jared, today. Yeah. Just wondering how it worked with time zones in Antarctica. Because I know it's not really officially um, broken up into individual time zones. Well, I don't know how everyone else works down there. I was working for the British government, more or less, down there. Yeah. So we were on their time zones to suit communication purposes. So it's 24 hours of sunlight down there, so it doesn't really matter what time of the day is, it's always bright. It's always bright. When I, I went down there in the summer, which is our winter, and the sun just does laps of the the sky. So when you go to bed, when you wake up, it's, it's just 3pm, is it? Or yeah. 10 o'clock in the morning? I, I used to get up at about 3.30 in the morning, and it's like going out at 2 o'clock in the day. Yeah. Your working day, was that... Seven to seven, or what? How did it work? Eight to five was the working day. Monday to Friday, <coughs> or does it just go on it all the just time? Just goes on. You're, you're, there's not much to yeah. do down there, so you kind of uh, Saturday be kind of a down day. Everyone, you, they make a big deal about dinners, and it's like a Sunday roast, but it's yeah. on a Saturday, you know. Right. Okay. Blake has uh, Blake has this question, Jert. What did you guys get to do for fun in Antarctica? Was there like ice fishing or? You know, going searching for penguins or what? <laughs> no, that, that, that's a good question. Uh, um, <laughs> believe it or not, they used to bring us out to the coast. You can actually go see colonies of emperor penguins. You can go climbing ice walls, driving snowmobiles, skidoos, cross-country skiing, cycling. Draw the fat bikes with the big fat wheels. Yeah. All that kind of good stuff. But what they do outside the station, they have it all cordoned off because they have to scan the ground for crevices and holes to make sure you're not in an area that's full of holes because mm. if you fall down your brown bread 
And how often would you do that? Like, would you... Well, your socialising time was after work, was it? After well, five o'clock, you finish at five o'clock. It yeah. doesn't get dark, so yeah, you, 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 know, you, you can be out till eleven or twelve o'clock right. at night if you want. You know? <laughs> so you can spend another listener wondering about like how much time you can spend outside. You can spend the whole day out there, literally all like, day yeah. long. Yeah, no, I'll be honest with you. I went down there for f- I think it was five months, and I done about eight days work. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just hope nobody's listening that was on the interview panel. That's, that's, that's 10 years ago, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, text in from a listener here on WhatsApp. Actually, it's 087 106 is the number. How did you get there? What's the travel, the, the flight plan or route I, plan? I flew from Shannon, Shannon, Gatwick, Gatwick, Cape Town. Four days in Cape Town waiting for the weather to break in the Antarctic. Then when the weather breaks, you just get a phone call, go to the airport. Cape Town straight down for six hours into Nova, which is a Russian base. Then a couple of hours over to Neumeyer, which is a German base, and then into Halley 5, or Halley 6 as it is now, or 5A. So how how long roughly was that then all in? 11 days. 11 days to get there. Yeah. Okay, right. Another text from a listener. How quickly can you get out of there, actually, if there's an emergency? It's a good question. Well, same 11 days. It took me 11 days to get out, so I I don't know. In an EVAC situation, I'd say that they'd get you out in a couple of days. It depends on where you are inside in the Antarctic, in the interior as well. If you're out around Radara, which is their main station on the peninsula, Mm. it's only about six hours to the south of South America. Okay. But, I mean, if there was an emergency situation for anybody who was there working like you, or, you know, for you back yeah. home, a personal situation, like, like, is there, have they a quicker evacuation method then? I don't know. I never had the experience that, yeah. thank God. Did anybody while you were there? Well, I actually went down on the same flight as Buzz Aldrin, and he was actually evac out of, I think it was, he to go through New Zealand. I think it took him a couple of days to get him okay. out. Um. Another listener wondering, do you, do people live there full-time or is it just workers and short-term? It's just workers and short-term. Scientists, basically. Yeah, okay. This is no it's full-time. No full-time. It's, it's it's cold. It's it's dark in the winter. It's down to skeleton crew in the winter. Somewhere then they ramp up for the science and all that. Okay. Another question in, Jared, for you from uh, Deirdre. Um, hi. Um, that's such a really interesting um, uh, venture. I just wondered about how how you uh, what you eat or how 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 does that work out? And also, how do you um, what about you the waste general waste that you um, accumulate when you're there? How how is that dealt with? And probably your own waste. How is that uh, dealt with? Interesting question. Yeah. What's uh, on the menu first of all? Well, we had we were down there. There was a hundred staff. It was a special operation, as they call it. So yeah. We had a Michelin star chef down there. Really? So a few of my buddies down there but on two and three stone in the space of three, four months. Just you were getting he was French, so you can imagine Yeah. Cream, cream water, cream, yeah, white wine, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That sounds great. But the food the food would come in on a ship maybe twice a year. And I actually think the last a cubic was it a ton of bacon at the time the last. Right. They found it eventually, but yeah. <laughs> Okay. So that's so. What about the waste then? How do you the waste? Hum, pff, the human waste. Most of that is incinerated. Okay, and general refuse. It's, it's recycled. You put it into bags and back into ship and brought back right. to. Okay. Back to. Another question injured for you from uh, Nile. Isolation is something we all had to deal with during lockdown, and I was just wondering how did you find dealing with it uh, in Antarctica? Again, I actually enjoyed it because. You just learn how to deal with 
your own inner thoughts. Yeah. It's it's nice, as I said, in a way, because nowadays you can't switch off. So you're down there. You've There's plenty to do, so you're not really bored. You can watch any amount of television you want. Mm. There's box sets, there's everything down there. Music rooms, there's a gym down there. There's plenty to do, yeah. as I said. You can go snow, ski, ski, snowmobiling or whatever they call it. Ski yeah. down. It's not ski down, that's what you do in water, sure. So you can do you, you can do as many activities as you want, but but for the main part, you'd you'd want to be, you know you'd want to kind of enjoy your own company too. You, you would want to enjoy your own. <laughs> you're in a room, then you're in a room. There's four people inside in a yeah. small room, six foot by six foot. So it's tight. Sounds like heaven, says this listener. How do I sign up? Right, you just apply. British yeah. Antarctic Survey is their name. Ask the guest if you can, can you drink? Can you have alcohol while you're there? Every Saturday they used to have kind of a downtime where fellas can mm. blow off steam if you're into that kind of thing. But to be honest, when you're that far away from home, yeah, you don't want to be getting steamed up. Where do you get supplies, this listener's wondering? It comes in. Just in, all, in it, that's it. It. it all comes in with the food. Yeah. And how frequently does that come in? I think twice a year. At the start of the summer and the end of the summer. Mm. The Arna Shackleton is actually the boat. I think it's the Ev- David Attenborough they use now. Okay. So that docks up at the ice shelf and then everyone takes turns. You have to go down, up and down in snowmobiles all day long bringing in the Bring pallets. Bringing the stuff in. Dimpton is wondering, is it worth it financially? Would you recommend it? People wanted to save wages-wise. Mm, it depends on how much. How much is enough? Everyone is different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I had your money, I could burn my own. <laughs> Do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> you, might, you might get a bit of a fright. But you, 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 would, re- you would recommend it, though, financially. Well, well, you can't spend it. If you've no yeah, family, well, that's it. You can't spend money. If you've no yeah. family back here, you, know, you can't spend a penny. And I know I have a couple of mates that went down for 18 months, came back for a few months, went back down for 18 months. You can't spend it. Yeah, OK. So it's a good opportunity if you're, if you're looking, be, yeah. looking to do that. Uh, voice, uh, a message in here, too, actually, from Dave. Um, before going to Antarctica, do you have to have your appendix removed? I heard that that's uh, a requirement, as if anything happens to it, you can't have it operated on down there and you're too far away from a hospital. Okay, thanks. Well, we had a full-time doctor down there. There's an operating station, x-ray machines, yeah. all that, but I have all my bits. <laughs> I might be missing a few nuts and balls upstairs, but I, I've gotten removed. <laughs> Brilliant, you didn't have to have anything. No, no, I didn't have any lobotomies or appendix removed right. or any of that. Good stuff. Listen, it's been a pleasure, Jared, to have you with us no, today. Thanks a million. Yeah, thanks, thanks a million for, for coming in. Jared Ryan there, as I said, from uh, from Limerick on his um, on his trip, on his time in uh, Antarctica 2017. That's when he was there. Another listener wondering about that. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.